Amen. Is anybody excited about being here? Hey, man, I like that. I mean, really excited about being here. Yeah, I tell you, I know, I know something's going to happen. I got Sonny and the crew on the front row here. I love it. I love it right there. I said, oh, I said now y'all be nice to me up here getting on the front row. You know what? That's the great thing about God's, God's house. It doesn't matter if you're in the front row, side row, or anything else. There's no second class. Amen? And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Today, we're going to be talking about the work of God. Anybody know about the work of God? You get to see it all the time. I'll tell you what, it's, it's just uh, amazing. I was talking to my sister here in the back, and she said, buddy, last week when I was here, she said, I just felt the presence of God on me. I said, that's a good thing, isn't it? Isn't it a good thing? And I pray today that you know what, that you don't see a man up here, but you hear the word of God. You know, because this, that's the whole thing. Lord, hide me behind that cross, and Lord, that your word come forth. That's my prayer every week. I want the best for you, and the best thing for us all is to hear from God. Amen. So we're going to stick to his script, we're going to stay with his word, and we're going, to, we're going to chart the course, amen? And that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. So when we think about the work of God, isn't it truly amazing when you think about that? And the Lord was just kind of reminding me through a long week this week of how he's just, uh, he's in control. And you know, a lot of times we, we think we want to be in control until we run off the road, amen? Then we're like, Jesus, take the wheel, amen? That's, a, that's one right there. You know, we want to drive and everything else. We want to control a few things. We say we don't, but, you know, we like to grab that wheel and try to, you know, manipulate things a little bit. And, and things ought to go just the way that we want them because, you know, hey, that's just the way we are sometimes, right? But I find out over and over and over, his way is the best way. Can I get an amen there? Amen. His, way, his way is always the best way. But it's truly amazing on every account when we think about the work of God and his creation, restoration, and salvation. And I said, just to name a few acts of mercy that he, he just pours out on us. But I believe a lot of times in, in our life, we get a little desensitized to these things. You know what I mean? And, and I just think that we get overwhelmed with our situation. Anybody get an overwhelming situation sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, you know, different times in your life, you know. It's, it's, it's can just, the waves of the world get a little, little, little high, don't they? But you know what? Our Savior is a water-walking Savior, isn't he? You know? He ain't lost nobody. Man overboard, he put him back on, right? You know, that's good. He says, come on, walk out here. Carry you back in the boat. So I want us to, to realize that, you know, no matter what we're going through, uh, that, that he's in control. And I want us to really wrap our minds around and prepare our hearts for what this week represents. You know, like Tanya mentioned, when we think about Palm Sunday, this is one week before our risen Savior rises, amen? Man, what, what can happen in a week? Woo, a whole lot. A whole lot. People can say, hey, save us, coming into town on the donkey, man. Which is like coming in with, with uh, that's a lot of times referred to as peace. You know, usually if they come in on a horse, they say, that's more like war. He's coming in in peace, right? And man, they're throwing the palm branches down and they're talking and all these things and they're just praising the Lord, but they really are missing the work of God. They're looking for that natural king. And he's got so much more than what's in the natural, ain't that? That's what I want us to see today. And they're saying, praise him, praise him, praise him. And by Friday, they say, crucify him. How is that even possible? Right? But I want to tell you what. That didn't catch God off, off guard. It was all part of his plan because he knows us. He knows you. He knows me, every hair on our head. And he knows how we are. And he knows that we need a savior. So he sent his son, Jesus. Amen. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad he didn't go halfway? Aren't you glad? I said, man, I got so much to do today. I just can't go to the cross. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Man it's, a, man, it's a pretty day. I ain't going to the cross, right? No, he didn't say that. He's on the front row, on the front line for me and you, amen? 
That's not even in the notes. Just thought I'd share that with you. Amen. Encourage you. So moving right along here. So, so as we roll into this time of celebration of Resurrection uh, Week and Resurrection Day coming up, man, I want us to just really think about what that means. Really what that is. That, that is the very fiber, the nutshell, the whole glue of what we believe as a Christian. Right? If he didn't rise, we have nothing. Aren't you glad he did? And I'll probably say this next week because every time I think about it. See, when the angel rolled that stone away, he didn't do it so Jesus could get out. He, could, he did it so me and you could see him, right? So everybody could see, so they could be a witness and a testimony to what God already said, amen? That's a powerful thing right there. That's a powerful thing. So as we look at this, I, I think about all the different things that we have in God and what he's done and what he's still doing. But, you know, it's truly the work of God. And that's what I really want to pull it back to here. So many times, you know, we think... That we, it's, it's about us and about what we've done and things like that. I've talked to a lot of people this week, you know, I've met a lot of people, did a lot of hospital visits this week. And, uh, you know, you, when you talk to folks, they have a sincere heart about things of God, but maybe they don't understand the grace of God. Now, I know all of us have a problem wrapping our arms around the grace of God. It's so big and so huge. But if you can just get this nugget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. Amen. But you know what? When we call on the name of the Lord, his righteousness becomes our righteousness. Okay, that's what I want us to see through this whole thing. And I was looking at this. I said, you know, what a treasure and a privilege that we have to be a child of God. A treasure and a privilege. And I got to thinking about treasure, you know. And I thought, some people hoard their treasure. Some people save it for a rainy day. Some people put it under, under in the natural, you know. We'll put it back under the pillowcase and everything else like that. But you know what? The treasure that we have in Christ... He wants us to share it, amen? Have you had an opportunity to share a little bit of that? He said, well, maybe, you know, I, I, I'm, buddy, I don't talk like you. I'm not a preacher or this and that or whatever the case is. I, I don't feel comfortable about sharing my faith, you know. I, I don't know the Bible and this and that like I feel like I should. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't let that stop you from living for God. Because you know what? Most of the people in, that, that I've come across that have really impacted my life for the kingdom... They weren't, they weren't preachers. I'm not taking anything away from that. They were somebody that spoke a word in due season. There was somebody that believed in me. It was somebody that said, you know what? You can do all things through Christ. It was somebody that says, you know what? Yeah, we might miss the mark. No, we don't might miss the mark. We do miss the mark. But God's still going to love you. And I'm going to come alongside. And I'm going to encourage you. Wow. That's what family does. And guess what? We all got family. And you don't raise your hand. But sometimes our family can be a little disjointed, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Because guess what? I'm in the family tree. I know. This is, this is, this is something here. Matt was talking to them, and then they start talking about the, the family tree. And I had to laugh. And they found out, well, Debbie's related to this one and the Holloway side. And they said, don't, don't. Our, our family tree out here probably looks like a stick. Okay? <laughs> it's a little scary. And, you know, and everybody's related. And then she found out, you mean somehow I'm related to Pastor Bud? Woo! And I said... I ain't never had anybody been that excited about that. Praise the Lord, you know? That's pretty good. And listen, people go, yeah, it's, it's a long, long distant relationship. You, you know, people want to start separating themselves from you, know, yeah. But you know what? You know what's funny, though? It, it's, it's funny. Isn't it amazing? You know, you, if, if you hear about somebody hitting the lottery or something like that, something good going on, oh, man. Oh, Uncle Joe, he was the best, wasn't he? You ain't seen him in 50 years. You don't know nothing about Uncle Joe or whoever it is. You know, they're up there, man, something happens, and, and they pass away, they're slinging, and man, and crying, and oh, when's the last time you visited him? I was two, 
How old are you now? Well, I'm 61. I still remember. I still remember this. I said, come on, man. How do we invest that treasure that God invests in us? How do we invest that treasure? I pray that, one, we see what God's done. The work of God is a great treasure. Amen. I pray that we see that the spirit of God in us is a great treasure. I pray that we understand that God's word is a great treasure. I pray that we understand that having the privilege to pray is a great treasure. Having one another is a great treasure. Amen. Just wanted to hit that. Just wanted to hit that. That's not even in the, really in the notes, but I just thought, man, I feel so excited and so blessed to see so many people that I care about here. And you know what? We still got room. Amen. God's always got room in his house. Isn't that something? I remember when we used to play in some of the clubs and doing a few things, man. We thought, man, we're packing this place. I remember one time we were playing. There were so many people there that they had to stop letting people in because of the fire code. Man, then we thought we were something, didn't we? And then I start playing, come on now, start playing for the Lord, and you start playing for free, and you start telling them about Jesus, and you can't get 20 people in there even if you buy them lunch. <laughs> and I went to my buddy, I said, what's up? I mean, we're still jamming, we're still playing, got a better message, what's going on? And my wise old buddy told me this. You ready for this? He was not so much a church girl at the time, but, but the Lord spoke through him. He said, well, if you took all the drugs and the alcohol and the wild folks out of there, you probably still have the same 20 people. <laughs> I said, you know, that's a lot of truth to that. So you know what? We preach to the ones that come, and we pray for the ones that haven't been able to make it. And, you know, hey, God's going to bring them in. But you know what? How many people are here today? I mention this from time to time. You're here today because somebody invited you at one time. Somebody invited you one time, right? That's cool. And so I believe that's the treasure that we're invested in other people that we can invite them to hear the word of God, to be a part of the family, and to be uh, just a part of what God's doing and hear about the work of God. All right, that's the intro. Everybody ready? Say amen. amen. Now, this is what's going on a little bit. I'm going to give you behind the scenes here. We're in uh, John chapter 6. And this is right here after Jesus is, is feeding the 5,000 and he kind of pulls back to be with, with God the Father and just kind of rejuvenating. Everybody knows we need to guard our God time. Amen. You hear me talk about that. That is a word for me. I know I need to guard my God time. Not just read the stuff and pull the notes out, but get before the Lord and spend time with him and let him do the work from the inside out. So we'll do a little reading and I'll get to where we are. I'm going to start at verse 25. And the disciples, they found him on the other side of the lake and they asked the rabbi, where, when did you get here? Like, well, how'd you get here? Where are you? You know? And Jesus answered, Fairly truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. See, a lot of times, and I'm going to get to our main verse here. He says, you're looking, you're tracking me down because I fed your stomach. That's not a bad thing. He's a provider. We're going to talk about that. But he said, look up a little bit higher, look a little bit deeper for the things of eternity. You know, we think, man, well, you know, God provided a car and this and that or all these different things. What a blessing. But he has provided so much more than just stuff. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. When you spend some time with folks that are really going through or maybe you're the one that's really going through that rough thing, you really don't care about your car. You really don't care about a lot of those things. When you get down to the wire, usually this is what I find. You're asking about the Lord and you're asking about your family, amen? 
I have never, and I mention this from time to time just to calibrate our brain. I've been in a lot of situations when people are getting ready what I call to graduate. And I've never had anybody say, bring me my checkbook. You know, let me count them zeros on the end. Hey, can you, can you get my trophies and set them in front of me? Never had them heard that. But they'll be asking about the Lord, amen? Reminds you of the old Uncle Joe thing I just said, doesn't it? Did you spend time with him along the way? Now, in the natural, everybody in Uncle Joe's family might say, well, now they come around. And all this guy says, I don't care when you come. You can come today. You can come on the last minute. Doors open. That's that unconditional love, isn't it? He doesn't say, well, where were you? I've been trying to track you down for 30 years. I don't think God talks like that, really. <laughs> I really don't. But, you know, but he's not like that. He says, come. Come. Isn't that amazing? So now we get to this. Now this is what Jesus, Jesus answers on here. Where were we at? Uh, 28. Coming on up to the main, main deal. Then, he asked, then they asked him, what must we do to do the work of God? How do we plug into all this? This is it. This is the whole thing. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God. You ready? That you believe in him whom he has sent. Wow. Pretty simple, right? He didn't say, well, you know what? If you give all this, if you do all this, if you clean up, if you know you never miss a day of Sunday school, you know, then you're in. What did he say? That you believe in him who he has sent. Trust Jesus, amen? And from that relationship, other things will grow. But you don't try to build your way or work your way. You just believe your way, amen? Putting your faith in him. Oh, we ain't even got started yet. Somebody say amen. Let's get going. All right. Everybody got the paperwork? I want to hear that. Everybody taking notes. Here we go. All right. You know what the story is. Ready? Amen. Y'all supposed to amen on that to cover me a little bit. See, that was the original crew. That was the original KTP crew. You used to help me out there. I just got to get a drink. Say amen. All right. First now, the Lord was showing me when I, when I support, what are, what are some of these points that, that you can help me just get my mind around? To just share with everybody. And I talked about creation. It's amazing the conversations you'll have in a week. There's a lot of people that, that look at creation. And they worship creation. Now this is some amazing stuff that we see creation. It's, God has made. But it's still tainted by the center of the world. If you really want to get a good picture of God. Look to Jesus. If you want to get a good picture of Jesus. Look to his word. Okay. So anyway. With this whole thing is when I look at when I look at this whole deal, I look at the trees and, and, and the water and all this, you know what? I see God as my provider. Do you see the Lord as your provider? See, that's that's a big deal. See, our understanding of that truly affects our walk with God. When I look at the vastness and stuff of the whole universe, it blows my mind. I'm a pretty simple guy, you know? And and I just go, wow, this is pretty amazing. And I look at that and I said, I, I mean, I don't know where the wind comes from. I don't, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know. I don't know what makes a heartbeat, but God does, amen? I mean, I don't understand why the sun can rise and then at nighttime it sets. I don't understand all those things, but God does. And isn't it amazing how unique things are and how, how perfect God is in creation and all those things? Because it doesn't take just a little bit and everything will change. It'd be too hot, it'd be too cold, it'd be too windy, too stormy, whatever. You know, God's in control. You see where we're coming with this? I want you to see God as a provider. I want you to see God 
that he's in control and he's got it covered. Amen. I mean, you think about this. He's a provider from the very beginning. Water, air, food, and more. And I'm just taking a little bit of baby step to just set this whole thing up. Because even at that, Jesus was telling his crew there, he says, don't just look to what I'm giving you. Get you I'm putting it in Buffalo translation. Don't, don't just, just look to, to getting a full belly. There's so much more. How many know there's so much more to Jesus than what we're, what we're experiencing? Amen? How many know that it's so much more available? It's not like it's out there and you can't reach it. It's available. And we reach it by faith. Amen? That's how we, how we see how God's moving. All right? Let's keep on looking at this. The next thing the Lord was showing me on was this. When we reflect on his greatness, we see he's in control. I'm going back to that again. When I think about this, now I've mentioned this uh, a couple times and I thought about it again last night. Where I work at, I work in a very dangerous place. Miles and uh, Mike and some of the others, and, and you might have a dangerous job. I'm not saying anything about that, but I'm going to use that as a launching point. We use a lot of different things that we have, nitrogen and lots and liquid oxygen and things like that. So what happens is you start really seeing how critical things are. What do you mean by that? We got 21% oxygen. That's what we believe. Breathe. There you go. I got it out. If it drops down to about 19.5 in these areas that we're working in, you're going to get alarmed. Because if it drops to 16, you're going to be over there at the, at the uh, undertaker, right? And you say, well, what does that have to do with anything? You see the perfection? There's no place that we run out. We run outside. Oh, my gosh, we're out of air. Oh, my goodness, we're in, a, we're in the kitchen. There's not enough air. Eric God's a provider. And it just moves just a couple of little percent. And we're out. Isn't that amazing? So the reason I just want to bring those things up, I want you to see the perfection and the provision of God even in that. The thing that always just makes me just so amazed and stuff is your eyeball. You know? All those little veins, all those little things. And now you got, I see something, then it goes to this little pea brain of mine, and then it tells me what's happening. Mike's coming up here. Okay, he's going to give me a good firm handshake. You know, my brain is processing all these things. That's what God's put in. We're so unique. We're so amazing. We just take those things for, for granted. Amen? Have you ever bumped your toe? Maybe your pinky toe. You didn't even know you had a pinky toe. Right? Let that thing, let, catch that bad boy on the side of the bed. Oh, you didn't know there could be so much pain in such a little area. You know? And they say if, if you lose that, it's very hard to walk. It's your balance and all that stuff. God's got a purpose for every single thing. That's all I'm saying. And he's got a purpose for you. He's got a purpose for me. And for us to find that purpose, all we got to do is that we believe in him who is sent. Amen? Believe in Jesus. Amen? Let's keep on going. So I pray that this is a faith booster. You say, what do you mean? What are you talking about a faith booster? Because it's all about him, not about us. And when we come to a place where we're dependent on him, I find I'm at the center of his will. Amen? When everything else is stripped, stripped away, and I've seen a lot of stripped away in my life this week, caring for my mother, there's things I can't do anymore. You know what? She needs a checkbook balance. I can do that. She needs to go to the store. I can do that. She needs to be helped up. I can do that. But there's a lot of things I can't do. In some ways, as tough as that is, some ways there's peace in that. You say, what are you talking about? Because I know that I serve a big God. And I know that we're praying. And I know that God's got the master plan. So whether to sit on the sidelines and go, well, well, well. Lord, what is it that you'll have me do? Lord, give me some wisdom. Lord, 
Help, help me to, to, to care for the best I can, whatever the case may be. Now, that's just one situation. It may be the situation that you're in. You go, how do I care for my, my children? How do I, I bring them up in a, in, a, in a godly legacy? All these things. But it's a faith booster to see when God's in control and that he is faithful even when we're faithless. That we can keep on moving. Amen? I want you to see that. Well, take a look at this. It's just a glimpse of the miraculous. Now, when I was looking at this last night, I thought about, you know, creation and everything else. And uh, I, I know we got some, we got a new baby on the way and different things like that. Another buddy of mine called me, said he's going to have a new baby. Him and his wife going to have a baby in about six weeks. Isn't that cool? Man, when you see a child being born, I have no idea how somebody can say there's no God. I mean, them little fingers come out. I mean, the whole deal. And they're crying. And they're like this. And they're going to town. And you're thinking, wow, this is amazing. This is awesome. And you think, I started out like that. Now look, oh my goodness, right? Always something to pray about, right? <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you're, if you're a mom and dad, or especially a new mom or dad, or any mom or dad, there's plenty to pray about. Amen? Because that is a gift that God has blessed you with. And when we raise them for him, when we raise them for him, that's what, that's what I pray you do. So we look at this and we see a glimpse of the, the miraculous. And I, and I thought about this. Doesn't it bring a sense of joy knowing that he's in control? Even when we don't understand everything, there's got to be a peace in my heart that says, you know what, God? I know you're a good God. I know all good gifts come from you. I know what your word says, and I'm going to stand on that. And even when I don't understand it, and even when it don't go, doesn't go my way, Lord, help me. I'll say what I do. Help me to be cool with that. Now, I don't think there's a cool uh, King James helping to be cool with that. But, you know, when you've got a personal relationship, that's how you talk to God. So, Lord, just help me to be cool with that. I, I don't know everything that's going on, but help me to have peace in this. Help me, now that I'm going through some of these things, when somebody else's time's coming up, maybe I can help them. Maybe I can encourage them. How many people have been to a nursing home lately? There's a lot of people that you can talk to in there. I've met some amazing folks here this last week. I've met a man this week. That uh, every time I go see my mom, which is sometimes three to five times a day, I've never seen anybody visit him. But he gets a visitor three to five times a day when I go by. I walked by yesterday, and I was heading out, and I walked by this room, and I saw this elderly man. And, and let me tell you, you don't have to be old to be in a rehab place, okay? And I saw this gentleman, and he was just staring at me. And you try not to, you know, you're not going peeping in everyone out his room. You just kind of, you just caught my eye. And I took about four more steps and the Lord said, are you going to just keep walking? <laughs> Almost knocked the nurse down behind me. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I said, hey man, how you doing? I mean, big old teasing smile I walk in. How you doing? He's probably thinking, I'm in a rehab center. I'm not doing the greatest. And he said, can you help me to get in bed, son? I said, no, but I'll get somebody to help you get in bed. I said, what's your name? He says, Curtis. I said, Curtis, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to tell you about how good God is. He says, I know. He says, I know. I said, Curtis, can I pray for you? He said, yes, sir, please do. And I got to pray with Curtis. And I waited until they came and could help him. Amen? That might not sound like much, but to Curtis, it's a real big deal. To me, it was a real big deal because I know those four steps that I was just keeping going, I know God spoke to me. Now, I could have kept on walking. 
I don't believe God was going to knock me down at the corner. But I would have missed being a blessing. And when you're a blessing for the right reasons, guess what? You end up getting blessed. This is, what, this is, this is the way God works. So now I've got another friend. Isn't that something? I asked that one fellow that didn't have anybody come in. I said, hey, man, John, how long you been? He told me his name was John. He always said, yeah. I said, John, what's going on? Are you having a good day? He goes, yeah. I said, that's good. I said, how long you been here? He said, about a year. I said, okay. I said, how many laps do you do on your wheelchair around? He said, 13. And then I went and I said, well, man, I'll catch you on the next lap. How's your mom? I said, she's doing okay. I go sit down. And I heard somebody talk to John that said, how long you been here? He said, 13 years. <laughs> I thought I was called the time warp. I was like, it probably felt like 13 years then. It doesn't matter how long, you know, in that case, I can still be a friend when I come through, amen. I can still take a minute of time, talk to him, amen. We'll get back to that. So you know what? A glimpse of the miraculous you know, I, I love to rejoice in seeing the life that God gives us. So many times I, I, I can get overwhelmed. Anybody get a little overwhelmed sometimes? And, and we don't truly see the gift of, of life in our life. Sometimes we just go, man, you know, you remember the, 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 how many people ever had a hamster? Yeah, no, all my kids said no. Thank the Lord we ain't have none. I had some. And they get on that little thing. And they only do that at night. I don't know why. Put it on the you know, I think that's what the world wants us to do. We get so busy that we edge out God. I pray that this week especially, right here today, that we slow it down and look at all the things that God's done for us. Be a blessing to somebody. Amen. So, you know, I look at this thing and I said, man, I see so much cool things that God's done in, in creation and the clouds and the water fish and the sea and all that stuff. But the Lord reminds me, look a little closer so you can see the creator himself. Amen. Just, just don't settle for what he's done. Look into to, to his word. Amen. And you know, I said the miracle is, out of all this stuff, that God chose you and me to be with him forever. Isn't that something? I mean, that's something. Isn't that something? If somebody pays your fine, I mean, if you got a speeding ticket a long time ago in a Corvette that was your boyfriend's, and he paid the ticket. You'd probably think that was really nice, wouldn't you? Amen. I'll let y'all fill in the blanks on that one. And even though he said, that's okay, don't worry about it. Can I have my car back? No, I'm driving the Sunbird. That's all right. I mean, the guy's driving the Sunbird. Excuse me. And even when... The guy who paid the fine found out you got to pay court costs even if you don't go. He still paid the fine, right? You think there'd be some gratitude there? Absolutely. How much more has God paid our fine? Court costs and everything. Done. The whole deal. And yes, even when you're guilty. Amen? Not because you're not used to the car. Woo! It's going to be a long ride on it. <laughs> I'm going to get back to my notes on that. Y'all help me out? <laughs> Woo, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, last week, <laughs> I'm going to pick up right away. And last week we heard forever is a long time. <laughs> it might start today. Wow. Anyway, but you know what? 
I hope you know that the forever that we spend is with the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope we know that our forever is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because of what we're celebrating this week. What I pray we celebrate every day, the risen Savior. Amen? Let's take a look at that. You know, so many things that we've got right at our fingertips. And the greatest one is, is that, you know what? When we've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're trusting in the work of God. Amen? The work of God. And with that, we can count our blessings because it's all about our restoration that he's fully accomplished in you. Amen? Let's look at that. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. Anybody going to give me a ride home? Say amen. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's why we take two cars, just in case I talk too much. Amen. Here we go. Let's take a look at this. Do you see yourself as restored? And I want to talk about that a little bit. Do you really see yourself as restored? And I just pulled this over here. And, and you know, the act of restoring, renewal, re, uh, revival, or uh, reestablishing, return of something to a former or original, normal, or unimpaired condition. Now, you think about this. Some people redo cars and things like that. And they'll put a little extra paint on it or something like that. And then some folks will think they put a brand new hood or a brand new this or a brand new that. See, God doesn't just... Do a patch job on your life, amen? Because we're the total package in Jesus, right? He does, he makes all things new again. I want you to hear that. You say, yeah, I gave my life to the Lord four years ago, but man, I just have not been walking with the Lord. Welcome home, you know? That can happen in a day. Sometimes we don't choose real good. But what I want you to, to know is that he's continuing to mold us. And the finished work is already done. When God looks at your life and my life and his life and her life, he sees the finished work of the cross. He is risen, amen. So no longer is, is, is there all these, these things that we're dragging along counting against us. Please listen real close to what I'm saying. But God has, when he saved you, he saved you for eternity, amen. You know what I'm saying? He didn't save you for six months. He didn't save you until you mess up. Listen close. Pastor Buddy is not saying live any way you want. Do you hear me, right? I'm saying that you know what? When we miss it, turn around and run to God and walk with God and allow God to remind us of who we are in Him. That restoration is complete. Amen? So look at that. God is in the restoring and restoration of life. Think about that. The greatest gift ever given, man. It's so amazing. See, I, I want to read this here. And I wrote, I said, see, if we don't see ourselves restored, we see everything from a distorted view. You ever sat with somebody and, and, and talked with them a little bit and they're constantly pointing out their own faults and they're constantly saying, well, I just don't measure up. Yeah, but you're, you're smart. Or yeah, but you're prettier. And, and they're always taking this negative view of yourself. Man, come on. You got the wrong view because God's given us the right view. Amen. Let's keep on going. I said, when we see ourselves as less instead of more, weak instead of strong, fearful instead of peaceful, you know, that we're, we're missing one. See, we, we can't have both at the same time. You, you can't have half full, half empty type, you know, whatever. You can't have good and bad. You can't have light and dark, right? And that's what he was showing me. I said, so, so many times, look at this. I mean, it, it just doesn't work. Fear and peace don't coincide, amen? It, they don't work together. Faith and doubt doesn't cut it. So what do we do? Let's take a look at this. What does his word say? John 6, 28 again. Therefore, they said to him, what shall we do so that we may work the works of God? And he goes on and answers again, bringing us home again. 
Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he has sent. I said, I heard that. Good one. I want you to hear it again. I want you to hear it again. I want you to hear it in your sleep. I want you to know it. I want it to be on the tip of your tongue. I want it to be in your spirit. I want you to say, I need to just trust God today. I just need to trust God in that little thing today. And then trust him in the next sense. And then trust him in the next sense. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you've got a lot going on in your life, this statement is the truest one you'll speak. I'm taking it a day at a time. Amen? And sometimes it's an hour at a time. And sometimes it's a minute at a time. But I want to add something to that. I'm taking it a minute at a time with the Lord. I'm taking it an hour at a time with the Lord. I'm taking it a day at a time with the Lord. Because without Him, we don't have anything. But with Him, we have everything. Amen? That's what I want you to see. So let's take a look at this. How do we walk in our restoration? Believe in Christ. Trust in the work that the Lord has completed in you. Know he is faithful even when you're faithless. Isn't that something? Totally different than any other relationship you'll probably be in. Right? You might have some that, that, that hold the course and stuff. But even when you blow it, people will say, oh, man, you blew it. I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be around that. But God says, you know what? That's when you need me the most. Have you ever found that out? Have you ever, let me just ask you this. Have you ever got up in the morning and said, man, I just don't feel like going to church. I just don't want to go to church today. Maybe you didn't feel good. Maybe the car didn't start. Whatever, whatever. Guess what? Newsflash. That's the day you probably ought to go. Amen. How many times when you finally get here, you're going, whew, sure I'm glad I went. That message was just for me. Amen. That's the day we need to go. When you feel at your weakest, you're going to see God move in the strongest in your life, amen? Just trust Him and believe in Him. Let's keep on rolling a little bit. I said, you know, when we look at this and realize that He's, he's got us covered and he, and he is faithful, I said, understand the story. I said, Jesus conquered death, so we have victory over the grave for eternity. It is finished. He is risen. That's where we're going with this whole thing. As we go in, in this week of passion, this week of just what God has done for us through the Son, Jesus Christ. There's a few other things I want to look at this. I said, I want to go back to the definition. I said, you know, that we had up there. I said, we have been returned to right standard, renewed, reestablished, back to the original, unimpaired condition. Anybody ever had a fender bender in the car? All right, I'm not going to park by you, but no, I'm teasing. Usually what will happen is they'll say, well, you know, and you, have you ever wrecked like a real close to a new car? Yeah, Jeff, go ahead and get it up high. I live down the street from Jeff. I'm going to go ahead and pray for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what happens is they want to fix it good as new. You know, I remember one of my buddies, he didn't have 100 miles on his car. Right down, it still zooms to me. I don't care. It zooms down here. Woo! Somebody ran through there and tore his car up. I mean, he's a car guy. It was a Trans Am. Boom, knocked the front of it off. And they replaced it. And he's a car guy, and he found out they used some secondhand parts. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, he was foaming at the mouth. He was going to the insurance people and everything else. And he finally got to the head guy. <laughs> you ready for this? Got to the head guy down at the place where they were doing it, and he got to get over it. <laughs> what? I'm like, settle down, man. He's getting ready to go. He said, read your policy. Read your policy. Good ass man. God goes further than that. He makes it new. <laughs> Amen. 
Now, I'm going to tell you what. I just brought that in. Good as new. Hey, it was probably okay. God didn't just go, man, it's okay. God doesn't go, ah, it's close enough, right? You got to watch it. Close enough for government work. He doesn't say that. It's perfect for God work. That's what he's done in you. That's what he's done in Christ. That's what he's doing all the time for anyone that will believe him. Amen? And, and I keep on looking at these things. I said, so why is it when we get our minds around that? Listen to this. I said, there's, there's no touch-up paint. You know, we're all made new in Christ. The whole deal, let me ask you a question. I said, why is it many of us as Christians don't walk in this and live in this place? I believe it's because we don't believe he's in control. We're so used to things in the world that, okay. Have you ever had, listen to this. You call somebody a plumber. And they say, I'll be right over. If they happen to come right over, they say, if, we be there, if we'll be there within the hour, and they're there within the hour, you want to just do, do cheers, man. Well, that's what they said they were going to do. It wasn't over and above. They just said they'd be there. And they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this, and it's $150, and we're going to fix it. And they fix everything, and it's $150. They shake your hand, and everything works. Right? We're excited. We tell everybody, man, you got to go to, you know, Joe's plumbing, he, he did exactly what he said he was going to do, okay? That's this. That's baseline, right? He just did what he said he was going to do. But we're so overwhelmed by people not doing what they say they're going to do and things not working out. When you get somebody that just does what they say, you're happy. I tell my boys, I tell them this. I said, look, just do what you say. Do your best. Follow through. And I'm going to tell you what, if you hit the average mark, it's not going to be the average mark. It's going to be up here. Because most people just go, eh, that's close enough. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Right? Moving stuff around here. Not my wife, because that's got to be just like that. <laughs> I'm bigger than Oh, let me tell you something. Happy anniversary to us. <laughs> it might be a long weekend bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing I threw red out there. I'm trying to come back out to the side. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, man. Yesterday, 19 years. And somebody else told me they had, was it 62 years? Was that right? 62 years is your anniversary? Ms. Barbara, 60. Praise the Lord. Come on. That's awesome. So, you know, I, it's about those relationships and things. I'm going to take a little time here. I know we're getting long in the hour, but I, I wanted to hit a few things here. Restoration. I probably told you this story before. We've got a lot of other new faces in here. I want to hit it because I want you to see the value of a relationship. When I was little, I mentioned this before. When we were growing up, a lot of people weren't divorced. You see a lot of that nowadays. And, and you know, we, we pray for restoration for situations and stuff. And I know those things happen. But there was two kids that lived around the corner from me. One was my age and the other brother was about two years old. A good friend of mine. And we all used to ride motorcycles and minibikes and stuff like that. Now, they ended up staying with their dad. The mom went on. And his dad worked third shift at a dairy. Uh, so he was gone a lot. So the boys did a lot of growing up on their own. But my buddy always wanted to be a mechanic. And he had this motorcycle that his, got, his dad had got for him. And he decided he was going to change the spark plug on it. So in the midst of changing the spark plug on it, he stripped it out. He, he, he messed it up. Not just the spark plug, not the $2 spark plug, but the engine. Never forget this. And he, did, he said, oh, man, this is not good. My dad's going to have a fit. He told me not to mess with it. I was just trying to take care of my stuff, everything else. And you know what I said? My dad can fix it. My dad can fix it, right? Hold that thought. So we bring it back over to Pops. And I said, Dad, man, Randy's got this thing going on. He said, well, let's see what we can do, son. And my dad goes out in the shop and he gets a few things. And my buddy is watching him, Mr. Chapman. 
He called my dad Mr. Chapman the whole time. They were so close. He still called Mr. Chapman. Dad gets out there. He vacuums the metal out of it. He takes his dime, tapping everything. Kick it over, boy. Oh, my gosh. That was it. I was waiting for the harps to play. That, that right there sealed the deal with my buddy and my dad. And it lasted a long time. How often do we say, my heavenly father can fix it. See, just with my dad in the natural, and there's a lot of things he couldn't fix, but I knew he could fix that. And I knew he was willing. When my buddy saw that he could fix that, it changed a lot of things in his life. You know, my buddy ended up being one of the best mechanics around. Really believed that had a lot to do with it. So, you ever seen a relationship you almost get jealous of? Do you have a relationship with the Lord that's just like, man, they just know God so good. I want to know God. Now, me and my dad were tight. But I'm going to tell you, my buddy and my dad were pretty tight. And that was okay. But I was just like, man, you know, remember me? You know? But that's okay because it's all going to work together. So I'm looking at this, this restoration thing, this relationship thing. Time goes by. Dad gets a little older. Rain still lives around the corner. Something's wrong with the rotor tiller. Guess what? Dad don't work on it no more. I said, what's going on? He said, something's wrong with my rotor tiller. I said, well, I'll look at it when I get a chance. He said, Randy's got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay? Yeah? And he wouldn't mean nothing about it. He just loved being with my buddy. I mean, th th they were so much alike. My dad's got a garage full of junk. Randy got a garage full of junk. They just loved it. I mean, they're just back and forth. They live right around the corner. My mom said, leave that young boy alone. He don't want no old man hanging out in his garage. He said, be quiet, Ricky. That's my buddy. Going over there back and forth, back and forth. Different things like that. Time goes by. Look at that relationship. One random small act of kindness. Anything happened with my dad's car? Randy fixed it. Anything going on in the road stuff? Randy fixed it. Not just fixing stuff like that. He got fish. My dad got fish. Whatever it was, whatever it was, whatever it was. They were tight, man. They were tight on that. And, you know, the Lord called my buddy home before he did my dad. And it about took my dad out. But they had such a great relationship. You know, it wouldn't change anything in that. And I know there's probably not much fixing doing in heaven. But if it is, I know God's got some really good handymen up there today. Amen? The reason I go through all that story is I thought about how just one random act of kindness just helping somebody out. How that spurred, that, that restoration of that motorcycle grew into restoration of a, of a friendship. And then sharing one another, sharing Christ, both of them coming to the Lord and knowing all these things and knowing that God is in the restoring business. Amen? God used that as a, just a stepping stone as time went by. Like I said, I'll go back to it again. My dad can fix that. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you guys didn't have a dad to fix stuff. I don't know. Not elevating my dad. I'm just using that as an illustration to point you to my heavenly father. Your heavenly father. Our God can fix that. My heavenly father can fix that. Amen. That's what I want you to hear about that whole thing. So that's, that's the story on restoration. As we look at those things and we move into this time of the year and this time of the week and, and celebrating what God has done. Don't forget that you've been restored. Amen. Let's keep on moving. Everybody hanging in? I want you to hear this here. I'm going to pick up some speed. Salvation. All right? Let's talk about salvation. It's a gift like no other. Have you ever thought about when you stop and think about salvation and what it encompasses? It's huge. 
I mean, do we ever take a spiritual inventory of what that means, man? It's the total package. I wrote this down. It says, salvation is full. The complete collection of all deliverance. The Hebrew and the Greek meaning of salvation is defined as deliverance, victory, prosperity, health, welfare, saving, healing, rescue, and more. When you got Jesus, you got it all. Amen. When you got Jesus, you got it all. I want you to hear that. Look at this right here, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. I'm going to read that here. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. We are filled with the goodness of God, that treasure, Holy Spirit in us. Man, what does he say? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You can read the rest of them. You don't see a whole lot of that in the world, do you? However, we seem to invest more in the things of the world than the things of the word. I want to kind of just pull us back to that. Are we investing our treasure of what God's poured in us? Are we investing it back into the kingdom of God? I'm talking about so much the money or this or the things. I'm talking about what God is showing you and what God is doing in your life. Are you passing that on and sharing it with somebody else? I know you are. So let's keep on rolling. I said it's grace. That's the whole thing. You know, when we're in a world that everybody holds up scorecards, it's, it's pretty amazing to, to try to wrap your arms and, and minds around grace. You say, what do you mean? How many people you say, well, they're kind of stereotype folks. Let's go ahead and say, you know, you know, you do. You sit there and you say, oh, man, this guy, surely he doesn't do this or this woman doesn't do that. Or we, we kind of do that. I try to really, God, help me with that. So, so I won't try to, you know, put people in different boxes. God doesn't. They'll love you all the same. Go back to my nursing home story. The other night I rode my motorcycle up there. Got my Harley jacket on. And guess who's out in the hallway? John. I heard you. I said, I guess you did. <laughs> Come over there. And there was another gentleman over there. And I was talking to him, Mr. Hill. I talked to Mr. Hill a little bit. And I peeped over in Mr. Hill's room. And I seen this big old black book sitting beside his bed. I said, what you got over there in that corner? He said, what are you talking about, son? I said, that, that book over there. He said, that book is my Bible. I said, really? He's already sized up the biker guy, right? He's like, yeah, he's yeah. What you doing in here? Right? I said, really? I said, what can you tell me about? He said, that's my life. Woo! I said, come on, preach He said, man, let me tell you what. He said, my pastor coming in here the other day, laid hands on me. He said, I felt the power of God run through me. I said, come on, preach it, boy. Come on. And John's going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, tell him, John. My mom's like, what is he doing out there? He was coming to see me. I said, be right there, Ruthie. And I'm talking about there. And then, you know, I had to rip the dollar and tell him about Jesus. And I went in there. I got one up to the nurse's station. I said, can I have a piece of paper? And she said, yes. I got that. And went back and ripped up some stuff. And I tell him about, you know, making the cross. Y'all seen it when I do that little thing. I ripped the cross up. And the guy's going. And he says, what type of work do you do? I said, I got a couple of jobs. I said, but I'll tell you what I love to do. I love telling people about Jesus. I said, I get to preach a little bit. He said, you're a minister? I said, yeah. He said, really? I said, yeah. John said, yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. I was going to say, tell me how long I've been a preacher. He probably said 13 years. I don't know. It's close. About 16, 17. But anyway, so guess what? Man, we have a word of prayer. Guess what? Man, he's quoting scriptures there. He's building me up in the faith. I just stopped to be a blessing. But man, he didn't waste one minute to tell me about his God. 
He didn't waste one second talking about how good God was. Went back the next day. He was in there to hit him on the workout room. He was doing it. And I just said, how's it going, brother? You already been prayed for? He said, hey, preacher. And I thought, oh, my God. Because he was doing it when he let go, the thing was going like this. I said, I'm good. I'm good. And man, the physical therapy guy's going to keep moving, you know. But you know what? That connection, that relationship. Because we got the same heavenly father, amen. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's good stuff, amen. So no matter what you've done, where you've been, I want you to know that God's for you, amen. So many times it takes so little to fill an empty heart, amen. So, so much, so little to fill an empty heart with some love, amen. And I'm going to roll into this right here. I'm just going to. I'm just going to share this with you. This was my prayer as I was working on some stuff last night. We'll put this up here. I mentioned it earlier real quick. There's no second class and third class Christians. Amen. I don't care if you're sitting in the back. You're sitting on the front. You're sitting up here. It's a level at the cross. Amen. It's a level at the cross. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Because, you know, I, I say this sometimes. I always think about that, man. Red Rover, Red Rover. Send Sonny right over. Red Rover, Red Rover. You remember that game? Send Debbie right over. And I'm going, I'm right here. Pick me. And you're looking back and you're like, I say, uh, hey, come on, come on over. <laughs> you know, you think, well, gosh, why don't I measure up? Why, why am I last one being picked sometimes? You ever feel like that? Why has somebody got this and I don't have that? Why is this happening to me and it's not happening to them? Don't sweat it. Just keep looking to the Lord. That's a good reminder, isn't it? Because I'm going to tell you, God's working something in you that he's not working in now. And you might just find out it's so much greater. Amen. All right. This is my prayer for us. We'll walk through some of these things. As I was last night when y'all was counting sheep, and uh, I want to tell y'all something real fast. Thank you for the gift that y'all gave us uh, last year as for my family. Um, we had the opportunity to go and watch a football game up at, at Richmond, and I had a great time. Thank y'all so much. We had a really good time. But it also meant I was working on this at 1 o'clock last night. So I want to just tell you what God was showing me last night. Amen. You ready for this? I said, Lord, this is my prayer for us. That we walk in the fullness of your gift. That really is my prayer. When I pray for you guys and I pray for my family, immediate family and my church family, you know, Lord, help us to walk in the fullness of your gift. Lord, that we are a mirror of Christ to others. When we walk in, we're a fragrance of Christ. Hey, look, man. I know we missed the mark. I got a mirror. Understand that. I never come up here acting like I got it all together. When I stand up here, Lord, let them see you. Okay? We're in this thing together. But my Heavenly Father can fix it. Amen? You hear what I'm saying? He can fix it. I pray that we are compassionate people. When we walk by and God nudges you to help the woman across the street, or when God walks by, when we walk by and God nudges you to just have a kind word for somebody, or when you go down the road and you see a need, can you meet it? I pray that we do. That's my prayer. I pray that we remember who we are in Christ. So many conversations I have that people just, they can rehearse what they don't have and never recall who they are and what they do have. Amen. And as brothers and sisters in Christ, when we come alongside of each other, I pray that we say, hey, you know who we are in Christ? You remember what God's done for us? Especially this week. I want us to strip all that old stuff off and walk in the fullness of who we are. I wrote this down. I said, my prayer is that we are fully persuaded in the greatness and the perfection of the work of God. What's the work of God? Jesus. Are we persuaded in Jesus? 
He is the way, the truth, the life. I was persuaded in that. And I come down here. And the last thing is, before I went to bed last night, I just said, Lord, that we love the Lord deeply, that we love you deeply, so we can love ourselves and love others unconditionally. You say, what do you mean by that? I believe when we love God, like we're supposed to love God, then we'll be able to love others like we're supposed to love others. Amen? Sometimes, you know, I feel like our dipstick's a little low on love. Amen? But when you start looking about what God's done for you and what he's done for me, I pray that that revolutionizes your walk and encourages you and what God's done. This week is a, a, just a time to reflect on some major things in our walk. Like I said, when he came in, they were saying, Hosanna, praise the Lord. Save us, save us, save us. It's that simple. But it took God's best. The Lord saved me. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for today that it is the, the work of God, not the work of man, not the, the, the intelligence of man, the gifts of man, or anything else. It is the work of God. And I pray today, Lord, that we partner with that in the realm of faith so that we have all that you have for us. Salvation. Redemption. Lord, as I go back and think about the fullness that you give, that I pray that we're a mirror of Christ, that we're a compassionate people, that love one another and love others, and that we're fully persuaded in the greatness of your perfection in the Word of God. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, I, I pray that you look up here and, and just for a second so that you hear what I'm saying clearly. God loved you so much. you got to make it personal. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. All you have to do is put your faith in him. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the son of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lord, today I'm trusting you. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody, you know what? I put my faith and trust in the finished work of God. And I know today that heaven's my home. That I'm secure in him. If you're here today and you say, man, buddy, I've been missing the mark. I, I know i got to get back on track. I, I, I want to do these things and this and that and everything else. Just tell the Lord, Lord, restore me. He says, it's already done. Come on back to him. Walk in the fullness of his love. Walk in the fullness of his perfection. God is faithful even when we're faithless. He says that we have just enough ah, faith as a mustard seed. Say to that now. Heaven is just one breath away. I pray today that you're secure in the fullness of what God's done for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. That is wonderful. Well, I'm going to ask you We're going to praise the Lord a little more before we head out. And I hope that you enjoy.